On the morning of February 10th, most of the guests were eating breakfast in a large room facing the beautiful mountain scene. It was around this time when everyone's lives changed forever. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. This disaster was the worst incident of its kind in France's long, long, long and storied history that happened this day in weather history. On February 10th, 1970, an avalanche crashed down on the resort in Val d'Isère, killing 42 people, of whom most were young skiers. Drawing from eyewitness reports, here now is an account of what happened. Leading up to this fateful day, there had been wildly mild and above seasonal temperatures that brought with it a level of humidity when it passed over the mountains covered in snow. This also came in with high winds. This combination teamed up to destabilize the snowpack that had been built up over the region in the recent days. This combination of the high winds and above freezing temperatures loosened the snow. It was very unstable teetering in places as it held only clinging to the mountainside. Then, in the peace and solitude of a morning breakfast in a large dining room among friends discussing things like who's going to get first tracks or where are we going to go hiking or shopping later, there was a sudden and shuddering explosion-like sound and more than 100,000 cubic yards or 76,000 500 meters of snow crashed down from a treeless 7,000-foot, almost 2,150-meter crest that's known as Le Dome. It rushed 700 yards, or 640 meters, across the alpine source of the Isère River, took out and swallowed a section of National Route 202. Then it smashed into and through the chalet. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Now remember that it is routine for a resort of this ilk to have it meticulously groomed for the guests. Sadly, the three trail workers who were on the hill at the time were killed instantly when they were violently swept away. The young people inside the hotel who were either still at breakfast or in the lobby ready to load onto buses had little to no time to react. In a crushing and chilling horror movie scenario of events, the mountain of snow exploded through the hotel's large windows and swallowed the crowd inside. Some people were thrown down hallways and through windows. Others were buried so deeply that they couldn't move at all. Outside, the snow pushed cars right off the road and blocked access to the hotel. The snow was 100 meters high in some places. It was a total devastation, and the loss of life was unconscionable. 39 people inside the hotel were killed. The other three were the mountaineers while an additional 60 more suffered serious injuries. Authorities immediately ordered the evacuation of all other resorts in the region as a precaution. This decision would ultimately come to prove to be a very critical one, as other avalanches did follow over the next few days. 
And in that nightmare that just kept on hitting, the abandoned hotel of Val d'Isere, where so many people lost their lives from the first avalanche, was struck again two days later. President Pompidou declared the avalanche a national tragedy and immediately assigned Interior Minister Raymond Marcelin and Joseph Comiti, Secretary of State for Youth Sports, to go to the site and oversee the rescue efforts. But the storm was still so bad that neither man was able to get to the village that night, so they had to stay where they were stationed at Bourg Saint-Maurice, where the injured from the avalanche were consistently being brought in all day by ambulance. There was a survivor, Mike Benoit, a 21-year-old from Brussels who told reporters from his hospital bed that he was on his way up the stairs to his room after finishing breakfast when the snow crashed in. He said that the snow crashed through the staircase window, then picked him up and carried him down a corridor and then out through another window. Viviane Yozanat, also 21, from Paris, was unconscious when she was dragged from an air hole in the snow that was near the staircase in the dining room. Many of the youths actually found safety under that staircase. Understandably, the communication lines with Val d'Isere were extremely difficult, and many parents could not find out whether their children were among the dead, injured, or unhurt. All road and air links with Val d'Isere were severed from this tragic and deadly avalanche that happened this day in weather history. Tomorrow is February 11th, and we continue with another Black History Month moment in weather history. Many people are familiar with the Tuskegee Airmen of World War II. But did you know that there was a Tuskegee weather detachment that likely produced the first black meteorologists? That's on deck for tomorrow, so be here for that. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.